Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my gosh, what a week it has been. Uh, we are climbing up in the charts. And it's not just in the United States. I mean, they're listening all over the world, like in Hong Kong, in Canada. Oh, those, those kinky Canadians, eh? Uh, and uh, believe it or not, we were the number 10 podcast on sexuality in Bahrain. Yes. And in Ireland. The Irish love us. <laughs> so if you haven't yet, please continue to tell your family and your friends. Maybe not your family. Well, unless your family is kind of cool about this stuff. But tell your friends because they are missing out if they're not listening to the conversations that we're having here on consenting adults. And speaking of conversations, I'm loving what I'm seeing on social media. A quick shout out to some of the people who've been talking to us. Kinky Republicans. I love it. Also, Subtle Genius, Happy Hot Wife, and Miss Joanne F. They've been having some fun conversations with me on Twitter. So thank you for that. Find us. We are at Consent Adults. Um, and it's not always about sex. I mean, we talk about, you know, whatever's going on. But, I mean, well, okay, so most of it is about sex. But it's, it's all fun. Now, one comment I did see over a week ago was someone asking to hear from a female perspective. I guess it's not a big surprise to people that a lot of men enjoy non-monogamy. And some people aren't convinced that there are indeed women who also enjoy non-monogamy. Well, my guest today not only enjoys it, she prefers it. She is not going back. And she has been on a quest to find a woman to share with her partner. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you are about to hear are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is a school social worker in Albany, New York. She's 38, but she dates people anywhere from about 10 years younger to 10 years older than she is. Uh, Mickey is currently in an ethically non-monogamous relationship. Now, Mickey, when I asked you if you needed to be anonymous, I was expecting to hear yes, but you said no. And that kind of surprises me as a school social worker. I mean, are are you People like this open and cool about this kind of stuff over there in <laughs> Albany, New York? Uh, I mean, I think it's getting a lot better as far as that goes. But uh, for me personally, I just decided a while ago that I felt like if I was hiding that part of me, I was kind of not living authentically. Do your coworkers know or is it just not something that you tell them and not something that you hide? Uh, some of them know. It just depends if it kind of goes that way in a conversation one day, you know. Do most of your friends and family know? My friends all know. My family does not. I have actually spent a lot of this quarantine time doing some thinking about, quote unquote, coming out to them. So it is something that I would like to do. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about your situation. Sure. Can you kind of describe the relationship or relationships that you have? What kind of setup do you guys have? 
I like the term ethically non-monogamous because I feel like it's more of a blanket term. You know, polyamorous is more specific or something like swinging is another thing. Um, And I like ethically non-monogamous because it kind of covers any of the options. I have a primary partner. We've been together almost two years. We have been non-monogamous from the very beginning. And by being non-monogamous, we are able to meet other people, date other people, hook up with other people, have long-term relationships with other people, you know, uh, whatever kind of comes naturally. Now, when you both got into this relationship, were you involved with other people as well No, at the same time? No, we were both actually single. So you were both single. Mm-hmm. You get into a relationship, but it's non-monogamous from the beginning. Explain mm-hmm. that to me. Well, on our, <laughs> on our very first date, actually, it kind of came up while we were having dinner that um, we had both thought previously about non-monogamous relationships or polyamorous relationships and how that might be something we were both looking for from here on out, having had multiple monogamous relationships throughout our life. And we both were kind of amazed that the other one said that. And so we were like, okay, um, that's a good sign. And then after you know, casually dating like once every couple of weeks when we had a, you know, what, what is this conversation? You know, once we started to realize we kind of really liked each other, uh, we discussed what it would look like from here on out if we were to be serious together, but also stay non-monogamous. And we were very much on the same page about everything. So uh, it worked out very well. And, and what were those boundaries or agreements or rules? Well, we discussed a couple of things off the bat that we thought would be why we would want to go in this direction. One is that we are slightly long distance. We're about 90 minutes away from each other. We can kind of only do weekends because of work. And, you know, we have other things going on on the weekends. So, you know, we're far apart. And sometimes we might want to do a date type thing or have somebody closer. Um, we also talked about the fact that I identify as bisexual. I've always had a hard time with the fact that I feel super like limited or put into a box depending on who I'm dating. You know, if I'm with a guy, then people think I'm straight. And by dating a guy in a monogamous relationship, I'm supposed to kind of ignore the part of me that likes women, right? Um, we both just went over like (laughs) all of the things that we never liked about monogamous relationships. And yeah, it just seemed so like natural and easy. Before this relationship, were either of you in any kind of non-monogamous relationship? No, I have definitely done my share of uh, unethically non-monogamous things (laughs) in relationships. Um, but I've never been in any kind of like open or non-monogamous relationship before. So this was actually new for both of us. And how is it working out for you? It has been fantastic. (laughs) Yeah? Uh, Yeah, it's been so good. It's just been so easy and like freeing, I feel like. It's so nice. You must feel good not having to lie. Yeah, that's a huge thing about, you know, being ethically non-monogamous is like, there's no reason to do that. If I talk to somebody or I meet somebody that I'm into in one way or another, I can just tell him (laughs) and, you know, the same with him. And we're kind of each other's cheerleaders when that happens. Any jealousy ever? Um, Yeah, it definitely comes up. 
you know, it's a human emotion that's going to pop up sometimes. Uh, the difference is just, you know, what you do with it. And I feel like in a monogamous relationship, a lot of times people just kind of stuff it down, ignore it, and we talk about it. You know, we also promised each other that we would always talk about anything that came up around our relationship, uh, no matter how like uncomfortable it was or how we thought the other person would react. Um, we thought it was really important to be very open and honest. Sure. Now, are you as open and honest with the with the other people? I am. The people you meet. I am. And, and what's, what's the reaction been like? Um, it depends. Uh, I've had some folks that have been, you know, totally open to. I've dated or talked to people who are also non-monogamous, uh, which immediately makes it easy. I've talked to people who have never been non-monogamous before, but who are open to whatever happens. And I have had a couple of people that I've, you know, gone on a date or two with who were then like, no, I can't do this. Like, that's not for me. And what happens in those situations? Do you, I mean, is that a deal breaker for you? Um, if I date someone who wants to be monogamous with me, but is okay with me dating other people, that's fine. Um, but I don't want to do monogamy anymore. Have you gone out with people who said, listen, I really dig you, I, but... I, I don't want to share you. Uh, I did have one, yeah, for a little while. What do you mean for? Wait a second. What do you mean for a little while? I thought it was. A, I thought it was a deal breaker. Well, no. At first, he seemed like, um, you know, kind of like unsure, but like, all right, well, you know, I like you, so um, we can just talk about. Let's it see more. where this takes us. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, that kind of led to like, well, I might be okay if you are only dating other girls. Um, and I was like, I can't guarantee that that's going to be the case. And that's when he was like, I don't, I don't think I can do it. When you bring that up, it the first words that want to come out of my mouth is so typical, right, of men <laughs> yeah. who, yes. are, who are okay with their women being with other women. But hey, if you want to yep. be with another guy, that's a no-go. So that's not just a... I mean, that happens, right? That does happen. There are a lot of couples who are non-monogamous um, that have the uh, the OPP, the, <laughs> the, the, the one penis policy. Oh, that's what that is. I've yeah. never heard that before. If the female in the relationship is bisexual or pansexual or whatever, um, it's okay for them to date or have sex with other girls, but not other guys. And that would be a case that I would also not be comfortable with. Um, So far, and especially because you guys are long distance, this seems to be working for you. But do you really think and feel that this would be something that works? Let's say if you were living together, do you think it would still work? um, I think that it would. For us, we have made up a lot of the like imagine if scenarios Neither of us actually want to live together, um, but we would do that. Like, imagine if we lived together and such and such happened. So we've talked about like various scenarios. Um, I do know non-monogamous and poly folks who do live together, who are married, who have kids, all of that, um, you know, and continue to be able to do it. How much of this is just purely a sexual thing for you? Meaning, do you love... Your boyfriend? I do. I sure okay, do. So you love him. Mm-hmm. All right. How about the other people that, that you've seen or are seeing, will see? Is it just a sexual thing? No. 
Um, sometimes there are those people, but there are also people who, you know, we can have super deep, close relationships with. I equate it to friendships. You have the capacity to love multiple friends like deeply and have a very close connection with them. And you get something a little different from each friendship. And I don't see why it has to stop there. Have you always struggled with non-monogamy? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think even going back to being a teenager, um, I, again, did some cheating. Uh, in 10th grade, I moved in with my dad. And so I switched high schools. And for a little while, I had a boyfriend at my new high school and at my old high school. And that wasn't like just for sex. That was actually two relationships, which obviously fell apart and because I wasn't doing it ethically. Um, but I think even then I realized I had the capacity to, you know, navigate more than one like romantic relationship. I just didn't even know at the time that that was like an option. You know, as I got older, I've, I heard about it, but, um, we're so inundated with monogamy. Like that's how, that's what we all learn. That's how relationships are for humans. When you were much younger, you didn't know that ethical non-monogamy was an option. Right. Is it now the only option for you? Uh, yes. So you will not go back to a monogamous relationship? No. I think if uh, my partner and I continue to be in a relationship um, and there are points in time where neither of us have any other partners, um, so it might look like we're monogamous, you know, I still want the option. I never want to just close it up. Have you ever been like head over heels in love with somebody? Yes. Where like no one else catches your eye? Oh, yeah. And how long did that last? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is I think that, you know, at some point somebody else catches your eye in some way or another. You know, it, it could be purely looks or, you know, like a coworker you get to know and you're like, oh, you know, I kind of dig this person. Um but you have to kind of keep the walls up when you're in a monogamous relationship. I feel like, honestly, I have missed a lot of opportunities in my life for meaningful relationships because of monogamy. Hmm. Now, let's say you meet someone and fall head over your heels in love, like we were just talking. Mm -hmm. And for that time being, that person will not allow you to see other people. Do you see yourself making that kind of a concession? If the feelings are there, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, I really think that this is what I want for the rest of my life, and I think that you know, I I can't see compromising myself anymore at this point. That's something that a lot of people don't realize until they're much older than you are right now. Mm -hmm. Is that you're not going to do something just to make someone else happy? You're not right. going to settle. Right. And you right. know what makes you happy and you're just going to go out there and get it. And you're at the point now where you're going to get it with everyone's knowledge. Right. Yeah. That's huge for me, too. Even with people that I date who are also non-monogamous, I refuse to date or sleep with or anything with someone whose other partners don't know about me. I don't like the idea of being, you know, someone's secret or the side piece or whatever. Right. Like I said, I've cheated on people and I've been cheated on and I don't want to do that to anybody else. Um, boy, this COVID thing is kind of really put up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like the worst for us, honestly, for all the other right? non-monogamous people. This has been rough. 
so let's put COVID out of our minds for for a bit, and let's talk about um, just safety, mm-hmm. your sexual health, and living uh, a non-monogamous uh, life where you're having sex with multiple partners, and they're having sex with multiple partners. How can you be sure that everyone is being safe? I mean, that is definitely a big concern with people. I get tested pretty frequently. Also, I like I'm on birth control. Uh, I use condoms with guys who are not my primary partner. You know, I am very comfortable having conversations about just about anything in the world. So I have no problem talking to people ahead of time about if they get tested, when they got tested, what it's going to look like if we have sex, as far as all of that goes. Other than your non-monogamy stuff, is there anything else in your your private life that that seems non-traditional? <laughs> Definitely a lot in the the kink aspect of things. Um, okay, now you know I've had a t- conversation about kink. Yeah, and kink is a spectrum. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like what I may find kinky, you may find. Oh, yeah, that's Tuesday night for me. Right. Yeah, um, that is true. So what what kind of stuff are you into? Uh, definitely big into like all the BDSM stuff. My primary partner and I have gotten into rope bondage a lot, which is pretty awesome. That's been a good uh, time waster during like quarantine times. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just, let's learn new ways to tie me up. Um, and is that something that you newly discovered? Like kink in general? Yeah. Or, you know, being tied up. I mean, I, oh, I, yeah. I know that, you know, we see it in movies and sure. stuff, but like, for instance, personally, I, I don't see the attraction. I don't see mm-hmm. how, how or why, but so I'm trying to understand, like, how does that, how do you come <laughs> about finding out that that turns you on? Just uh, doing it and saying, whoa. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes. Um, yeah. Sometimes you see stuff in a movie or on TV or like, you know, you watch a porn and it's on there and you're like, I might want to try that. And I think that's, I mean, a lot of that stuff, I think, started when I was a teenager, too. I would watch, like, late-night HBO shows and be like, what is this <laughs> world? Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh, I'm keeping my teens yeah. off the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they have those shows anymore. They were great. Now, are you talking about, like, real sex, oh, yeah. that show? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I used to, and back then, watching real sex on HBO was, like, something like, holy moly, I, I can't know. believe this is happening. And I can't believe people are talking about it, right? Exactly. And so I think that was like a big start for me was I was like, oh, this is like a world people are into. Like, look at all these things. And then the fact that nobody talks about it makes it a little bit more exciting. Do you find that what you had in your mind as far as people who are into some weird stuff (laughs) and the reality of what those people are really like is completely different? Like, are we talking regular folk? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. You know, there are definitely the people who you're like, oh, you're exactly what I thought you would be like. (laughs) Um, But there are definitely a lot of folks that you would never peg outside of like a a party or an event or something. Before all of this business, we uh, used to go to some um, swingers clubs in New York City sometimes. And people down there run the gamut of you know, who shows up, you know, there are people that you're like, what? You look like you'd be like someone's mom at home making dinner or whatever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Which is another thing I love about, (laughs) about all of this is like, Mm -hmm. just like the non-monogamous world is, you know, the kink world um, is just something that like anybody can get into. Do you and your primary partner 
have sex with other people together? Uh, we've only done that once. How come? Well, <laughs> um, more than anything is the fact that if we're going to do it, both of us would prefer um, another girl because I'm selfish <laughs> and I can, I can have the guy and the girl at the same time. Um, and it's actually pretty hard to find. Really? Yeah, there's a ton of guys ready to volunteer at any second, but um, the women are a lot harder to, to come by for that stuff. So you've only done it once because you just haven't come across people interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. I see. But the experience itself was good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, having a threesome is pretty good no matter what. But um, I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. Hmm. Which I kind of. That was a huge turn on. Yeah. I thought that that would be the case, but then you never know. You know, it could have started and I would have been like, no, 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 just kidding. But um, right. it ended up that I was like, oh, no, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> so it wasn't just the fact that you are also attracted to women. So you were enjoying two partners that you were really into. Yes. But just watching those two mm -hmm. was a turn on for you. Very much so. Uh, clearly he liked it as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is he ever open to bringing another guy into it? Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. Is he straight? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he's not ruling anything out, but he's not seeking anything out either, if that makes sense. Sure. Now, would you be interested in something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been in those situations before, like on my own, but for every woman out there looking for some sort of group scenario, there's like 500 dudes. <laughs> so it gets old pretty fast. <laughs> um, it's probably also why a lot of these um, alternative lifestyle websites or clubs kind of frown upon single men, right? Yes. Yep. Because there's just so many. <laughs> there's just too many. Yep. Uh, and that's a problem on dating apps too. You know, my partner and a couple of other guys that I know that are non-monogamous um, have a, a harder time than the women finding people on like dating apps. Um, and I keep having to tell them like, it's nothing, it's not you guys. It's just the fact that there are so many guys um, compared right. to women on there. All right. So you said that you were thinking about and kind of plotting and planning a way to come out to your family Yes. about the lifestyle that you live. What is your concern about telling them? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. I think... Um, like, are you scared to? No, I think... Uh, I mean, I came out to them as bisexual, and that was fine. <laughs> um, you know, they were like, the only thing that changes in this whole situation is like the pronouns of who you're dating. Like, otherwise, it doesn't matter. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, one of my brothers was like, that's awesome. Now you have like double the amount of people to date. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> but uh, I know that they've always been super supportive of me. Um, uh, I don't think that it would change much. I know there'd be a lot of questions, which is fine. I get those all the time anyway. I think it's, uh, well, it's two big things for me right now. One is just the fact that there is a pandemic going on and they live in Arizona. And this is kind of the thing I'd like to do like when I see them, not like over the phone. Right. So that's a big part of it. And are also, you concerned that they'll judge you? Uh, 
they might, <laughs> because like everyone else, they've only known monogamy to be the option. But, you know, I would love it if they just accepted it. Um, if they don't, I'm still going to do it. Sure. Um, the other thing that I struggle with the most with that is just, <laughs> I get those feelings that I got before like coming out as bi to people. Like the, the coming out feelings are like, scary and weird and shifty. Um, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where like, well, I already did that. I went through that. Now I have to do it again. Right. But since you've already come out as bi and you know how that feels to be able to come out. Mm -hmm. So you know what the payoff can be, right? Yeah. I think it's the, the anxiety, you know. Right. Do you have any final words or advice or anything like that on being non-monogamous ethically? I mean, it happens, it happens more than people think. Mm -hmm. And yet, it's something a lot of people won't talk about. Right. Definitely true. Um, I think that if it's something that people have heard about, thought about, uh, felt might be the best option for them, then they should talk about it, you know, and explore it. Uh, you know, monogamy was forced on us a long, long time ago, and we didn't used to be monogamous. And it doesn't have to be the only way to go. If, if monogamy is what's for you, that's fine. Um, but know that there are other options out there. Uh, and there's a lot of us out here who are already doing those options, um, who will accept you and talk to you about it. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I, you know, we all have a lot of love to give. I don't know why you wouldn't want to just share it with more people. There is a lot of love in the room. Thanks, Mickey, and thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, if you haven't yet, I'd totally love it if you would leave a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcast or any other platform that allows you to do that, but I know Apple sure does. I'll be reading them. And join the conversation on Twitter. Find us at, at @consentadults. Now, on the next episode, a best-selling Christian author and ordained minister who does not get the lifestyle talks to us about how it fits in with Christianity, or doesn't. Isn't there something about coveting thy neighbor's wife? Of course, yes. I shouldn't want my neighbor's wife. But if I want to have 10 wives, or again, if I want to marry a whole family uh, of the same sisters, that's totally fine, because those things happened. And But what if the neighbor's okay with it? Okay, go do 20 Hail Marys, and join us next time for Consenting Adults. Consenting Adults.